0: Many memorable broadcasts. It's a supercharged day and evening for me. We're going to have a Kurdish gentleman on, a friend of mine who I met over the years, and maybe he can put a human touch to uh, a situation that's become inhumane. We're going to have two views on Syria right now. First, will that will be that of Pat Robertson, warning President Trump that he's going to lose the evangelical vote if he throws the Christians and the Kurds to the wolves of Turkey. We then play the president, who is trying to straddle the middle. Listen to both. What do you think when you hear them? I suggest you call immediately with your opinion, because I know we have charged opinions on this matter. Many of you are ignorant. Many of you are Twitterites who have no knowledge whatsoever of the area, and you speak in the most inhumane terms I've ever seen. Twitter has destroyed humanity. Twitter has destroyed the mind of the human being. Twitter has permitted idiots like you sitting in your mother's basement in pajamas to say things that are akin to that of the Nazis in Germany in World War II without you even knowing what you have become. I've never seen anything like it. So let's try to have a rational dialogue here without stupidity. And if you don't know nothing of the area, if you don't know Kurdish people, if you don't know who the Kurdish people are, and you just want to call with your idiocy that they're they're all Marxists, that's what you're getting from the morons. The knee-jerk morons, they're all Marxists to these idiots. That's what you get on Twitter. This is what uh, has happened to humanity in, uh, in the world as a result of uh, of Twitter and Facebook. People are dumber and dumber and dumber. They don't bother to read history. So I'm going to try and bring your mind up to some minimal level of humanity today. And the phone number here is 855 i I'm also going to talk about another topic today, and I tweeted that 20 minutes ago, 50 minutes ago. Pelosi has become a Mussolini in a 70s pantsuit. Let me repeat that before you forget who created it. Pelosi is Mussolini in a 70s pantsuit. Secret trial, secret witnesses, secret hearings. She is running a star chamber against Trump. Pelosi has become a Mussolini in a 70s pantsuit. Now let's hear two views on Syria. First, Pat Robertson, please.
2: I am absolutely appalled that the United States is going to betray those democratic forces in northern Syria, that we possibly are going to allow the Turks to come in against the Kurds. That Erdogan is a thug. He has taken control of his country as a dictator. He is a strong leader, and to say he's an ally of America is nonsense. He is in for himself. And the president, who allowed Khashoggi to be cut in pieces uh, without any repercussions whatsoever, is now allowing the Christians and the Kurds to be massacred by the Turks, And I believe and I want to say this with great uh, solemnity, the president of the United States is in danger of losing the mandate of heaven if he permits this to happen.
0: And now we have the president himself on Syria and the Kurds straddling the middle. Let's listen.
3: Well, I'm not siding with anybody. Uh, We've been in Syria for many years. You know, Syria was supposed to be a short term hit, just a very short term hit. And we were supposed to be in and out. That was many, many years ago. And we only have 50 people in that area. That's a small sector. And I don't want those 50 people hurt or killed or anything. I don't want anything bad to happen to our people. And I told that to President Erdogan. I said, don't hurt any of our, any of our people get hurt. Big trouble.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Big trouble. Well, abruptly abandoning allies is not wise foreign policy, nor is it humane foreign policy, nor is it any policy whatsoever. It's one thing to say we're going to withdraw and set the right stage for that withdrawal and protect the allies who were there for you. It's another thing to throw them to the wolves. Okay, this not. it's not all one thing. Now, let's say if you do not learn history, you're condemned to repeat it. That's been said by a wise man. That's exactly what's happening with this decision by the president to abandon the Kurds in Syria. Let's get something straight. In this war in which we've been mired for almost 20 years, there has been no more loyal ally, no fiercer a warrior fighting besides us than the Kurds. Some of them even wear American flags in their uniforms as homage to their alliance with us. And now we're pulling troops away from them in Syria because an Islamist dictator in Turkey was offended he didn't get to meet the president in New York last month. Erdogan actually told our president he wants to perform an incursion into Syria against Kurdish fighters and purge them. And the president is allowing it. Ask any of our fighting men who fought alongside of these Kurds what they think of this action. Ask any of our military leaders who are caught completely off guard by this unwise decision? This is what happens when you forget the lessons of history, most particularly the lessons of Vietnam. You remember the name of the Montagnards. Remember the Montagnards, the mountain people, the tribesmen who the CIA trained to fight alongside our bravest soldiers in Vietnam. Remember them? Well, similar to Vietnam, we were dragged into Syria reluctantly. But when we went in, we sent troops and advisors to fight, the same way we did with the South Vietnamese. And actually, in Vietnam, there was a much clearer enemy. We knew we were fighting the communists in the north and the Viet Cong. But in Syria, who were we on the side of? The anti-Assad forces? Who are they? We were fighting ISIS and driving them out. That was a clear goal. And by the way, while I'm talking about ISIS, the worst scourge the planet has seen since Hitler's minions raped and murdered across the globe the YPJ the women's protection units is an acronym whose translation means women's protection units they are the all-women brigade of the YPG the armed forces of the Syrian region of Kurdistan the YPJ have been instrumental in the battle to take back control of Kobani from ISIS these women fighters many of them teenagers knew that if they were captured, they would be raped and killed by ISIS. Therefore, they fought knowing that they must succeed in battle or become a suicide warrior to avoid being captured. These women, the YPJ, are also thought to be feared by ISIS, who believe that if a female kills them in battle, it will be a disgrace and dishonor and will prohibit them from entering paradise. Thanks to their role in liberating Kobani in Syria, the YPJ have captured the attention of both socialist and non-socialist feminists around the world. Additionally, thanks to the YPJ, millions of people around the world have been introduced to the plight of the Kurds in Syria and beyond. I'll tell you more about these women fighters when we have my guest on at the bottom of the hour. Maybe you can learn something, you idiots on Twitter. You fools, you morons who s- fire off a statement without thinking. You're dealing with human beings, you asses, you. All of you think you're such great Republicans, great Trumpites, great MAGAites. Most of you are asses. You don't know anything. Nothing! You brainwashed morons! Ask the people who knew the lay of the land. Ask the soldiers who fought alongside the Kurds. Ask them. And by the way, who were the Montagnards in Vietnam? They were our most loyal allies. They were primitive in many ways. Some of them just wore the equivalent of breech cloths. These were the men and women from the central highlands of Vietnam, 40,000 strong, who had quiet, resolve and skills, in tracking in Vietnam. They became a major part of the U.S. military effort in the, in the Highlands. And when we had to leave, in shame, by the way, we tried to get as many of the molten yards out as we could. Many of them fled to Cambodia, but many more were slaughtered by the friends of Jane Fonda and Bernie Sanders. You must remember the helicopters on rooftops fleeing Saigon before the North Vietnamese communists came in for the slaughter. And for years after that, We kept accepting Vietnamese boat people as refugees into America. Many of these people have integrated into our society and have become great Americans. They honored American values and traditions in a way that we are not seeing from the immigrants from Central America today. Let me make that very clear. Not all immigrants are the same. The point is, we did the best we could to get them out before they were killed. So what are we doing right now to these loyal Kurds? What are we doing to help them survive? We are leaving them there vulnerable to an imminent attack that Turkey says it will wage. The same Turks who have committed genocides against Christians and other ethnic groups. These are men and women who fought alongside us and sacrificed their lives for American blood. I'm seeing idiotic responses online now. Well, the Kurds are all Marxists. Idiots, not all of them are PKK. They're actually fighting for freedom. They have spilled blood in the name of freedom. They fought the brutal terroristic forces of ISIS, helping us deal them a death blow. Even the women among the Kurds were some of the most ferocious fighters on the, on the, on the battlefield. And you want to abandon them to be raped and killed? By calling them all Marxists, you are becoming the same kind of stupid person as uh, you see on the left who insists that all white people are white supremacists or that all white people are Nazis. Leaving them there to get attacked by the Turks is the equivalent to letting the South Vietnamese get slaughtered by the friends of Jane Fonda, Bernie Sanders, and Occasional Cortex, the Viet Cong. Instead of worrying about how Marxist some of the Kurds may be, why don't you worry more about the Marxists in our midst? There is a Stalinist attack on our government continuing daily in the halls of Congress. Pelosi has become Mussolini in a pantsuit with sacred trials secret hearings, and secret witnesses, just like out of fascist Italy. Those are the actions that are giving us reactions from our commander-in-chief that are not being completely thought through. And it's causing his allies here, who are defending him tooth and nail, to make decisions like this one in Syria. Those allies are now turning on him, the same way we are hanging the Kurds out to dry. Like I said yesterday, abruptly abandoning allies is not wise foreign policy. This is the Savage Nation. 855 400 7282. 855 400 Savage. Back in a minute. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Look, whether you're an athlete, weekend warrior, or someone who deals with constant joint pain, back pain, muscle soreness, or arthritis. Finding a natural remedy that instantly works might seem nonexistent, right? See, most over-the-counter pain relievers such as icy hot and Bengay only focus on one basic cooling effect such as menthol, which temporarily takes your mind off the pain until that pain returns in an hour or so. But if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution Cryofreeze CBD developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is this. 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to 8 hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. It's very easy to throw it into your gym bag and take on the go for emergency pain relief. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain with an arctic blast. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product on their entire site. Please go to omaxhealth.com, enter code SAVAGE, omaxhealth.com, code SAVAGE. So you can take advantage of this incredible savings. That is, OMAXHealth.com, code SAVAGE, to get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything on their site. Now listen to me carefully. This stuff works. I've used it. It does not have the psychoactive effects of marijuana, or else I wouldn't even tell you about it. OMAXHealth.com, code SAVAGE. Try it.
1: You'll like it. The Savage Nation, it's Savage On Demand. Over
0: the last few years, I've gotten to know some Kurdish people. Most of you have never met a Kurdish person, so to you, it's a cartoon you're talking about. You read a line here and a line there on Twitter or Facebook or some stupid website, and you think you're an expert on people. And then you make up a decision. You don't know history. You don't know the ethnicity of the people. You don't know their religions. You know nothing about them. But you've already decided they're all communist Marxists who should die. Do you realize what you have become, you people who are saying things like that? And most of you, by the way, are, quote, conservative or right-wingers. Do you understand who you have become? Brady in Wyoming, make it short, please. We are short on time. What's, uh, yes, uh,
4: Turkey at one time was a moderate and pro-American nation. Yes, we, know, and we know all about
0: that. Uh, we did covered that yesterday. What's your point?
4: What's to say that, Tur- that the Kurds won't
0: become extremists? Muslims, if they form their own country. So you're saying all Kurds are Muslim? I'm saying that a lot of them are. How, what percentage of the Kurdish people in Syria are Muslim? I don't know, but I know that a lot of well, them. You don't know anything. You're speaking f- from ignorance. You're a typical talk radio listener who has very, very limited information, and then you espouse things like all Kurds are Marxists uh, or, uh, uh, or m- Muslims who should be killed, basically. No, I don't believe all should be killed. Well, thank you. I'm, oh, you don't believe all should be killed? What percentage should be killed? Michigan, Jeff, welcome. Your opinion, please.
4: Yeah, I don't know anything about the Kurds. I'm the first to admit that, but I understand disloyalty. You talk about abandoning allies. You broke bread with Trump on Air Force One, and you come...
0: Excuse to this- me, sir. I am loyal to humanity before Donald Trump. Hello? Can you can you Can you compute that? I am more loyal to humanity than I am to a man. Does that work for you?
4: I'm talking about this country. And what I'm getting to with.
0: Don't, don't raise your voice like you're making a big point because you're, you're, uh, you're perspiring. I just made a statement. Did you absorb it? I am more loyal to humanity than I am to a man. Does that work for you? Do you understand it? Country. I'm loyal to this country. and You're, you're not loyal to anything. You're too stupid to be loyal. You don't have the brains to be loyal to anything. A, oh, no. dog, a dog is, is your, has your kind of loyalty. A dog doesn't think. A dog, if you throw him a ball, he'll go and get the ball. Is that the kind of human being you want to be? You want to be Judas? Listen, That's stupid. Listen, stupid, you're in no place to judge me. You're a nobody sitting in a nowhereville in a couch somewhere, uh, casting aspersions upon a great man, me. Who the hell do you think you actually are? Who the hell are you to call me disloyal? I'm more loyal to Donald Trump than you would ever even understand. I'm trying to have him do the right thing because he's being misadvised, dummy. See, this is what I'm dealing with, and I don't really care. God put me here for this day. God put me here to deal with the morons out there, the loyal dogs, who if you throw them a ball, they'll run after it. And they think that that makes them an intelligent voter. It does not make them anything other than a loyal dog. And I'm sick of this. I'm just sick of the stupidity. I'm hearing about the Kurdish people. Most of you right-wingers don't know the first damn thing about them. Nothing. Nothing. You're stupid. And you, you. by the way, where are all you liberals who uh, are feminists? Where are all of the liberal feminists out there who love women and want women in the military and want women to fight and want women in the police? Now you have the most ferocious women fighting force on the planet and you have nothing to say in their defense. The liberals are lower than a dog's... Oh, I can't say anything more about it. The liberals are never there for anything on a humane level. Never. Never. They're never there to do the right thing. I've never seen them step up for the right thing in my entire life let's go to the next caller joseph in california you're on the savage nation what's your opinion
3: yes michael you are absolutely correct the kurds are the descendants of Salahuddin, one of the most tolerant leaders ever that kurdistan should be a protectorate of the united states everything that they have been through and they're going to let the turks the murderers of the armenians And Hitler saw what the world did, nothing, and murdered the Jews because of the Armenian genocide. That's right.
0: In other words, the very same forces in Turkey, the very same forces in Turkey that are Nazi-like, true fascism is in Turkey. True fascism and true extreme right-wingism is seen in Erdogan and his goon squads, his killer squads. We cannot be on the side of Hitler. And Erdogan is the Hitler of that region. The Kurds are the Jews of that region. When I come back, I'll have an actual Kurdish gentleman on the show. Maybe you'll actually hear an individual for the first time.
1: The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Let me explain what's going to happen before I have my Kurdish guest
0: on. The Kurdish militia that Trump has written off will now join with Assad and Putin. I'll say it again. They're survivors, if they're anything. They're going to be forced into Putin and Assad's hands. This is a military blunder, a strategic and political blunder of the highest order. Joining us right now is my Kurdish friend, Baran, on line 10. Baran, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could make it today. Thank you very much, Ayed. Baran, let's make it simple. Tell the people out there who know nothing about the Kurdish people, Who are the Kurdish people?
5: Well, according to historians, they've moved out of Africa 25,000 years ago. And they moved, they established themselves in a place called Mesopotamia, which is, I'm assuming everybody knows about that.
0: Uh, Don't assume my audience knows much about Mesopotamia. Uh, I don't think they know much about anything, most of the people listening to the show. They think that they know that all Kurds are, are Marxists. What, they don't know is that the Kurdish people, the Kurds are an ethnic group, not a religious group. What is the religion of the Kurdish people?
5: Actually, the Kurds are probably the only nation in the entire world that they have all the religion that they exist. Um, there is Kurdish, Kurdish Muslims, of course, there is a majority because of the Ottoman Empire, and they also there is a Kurdish Jews, and there is a Kurdish Christians. And also there is another uh, Kurdish religion, it's called Zoroastrianism, and most of them, like Yazidis, have mm-hmm. them, uh, believe as well.
0: Why are Kurds such strong fighters? They they don't bend over and say, "Please don't hurt me." They they fight and kill. How did they become? You once told me that Kurdish kids grow up with the warrior ethic. Is that correct?
5: Well, if you're in a, in a country, if you're in a land that everybody is trying to uh, terminate you, you you. <laughs> you build a sub-mechanism where you, you're trying to protect yourself. And that's what it is, actually. The Kurds, everywhere, in Turkey, in Iraq, in Syria, in Iran, they've all been slaughtered by the government.
0: Of- Slaughter, slaughtered by the government. So just, just to confirm, uh, uh, Kurdish people are predominantly Muslim because of the Ottoman Empire conquest of the Kurdistan region. However, there are large numbers of uh, Jewish Kurds, Christian Kurds, Zoroastrian Kurds, and others. So that's very important. People understand that the Kurdish people are, it refers to an ethnic group, not to a religion. It's a very important uh, understanding. How how many Kurdish people live in America, Baran?
5: My guess is around 50,000 between Nashville, Dallas, San Diego, Bay Area. Uh, my guess is around fifty thousand.
0: How many Kurdish people live in the San Francisco area?
5: In the Bay Area, it's around the three thousand Kurdish uh, community that we have.
0: Are, are they loyal to Donald Trump by and large to, before this this event?
5: Actually, let let me rephrase this because there was a when Donald Trump was running for presidency, there was a quote he made in Nashville, Tennessee, when he was talking about the Kurds. Somebody asked about the Kurds. He says. He, this was his exact words. He said, I love Kurds. I think we, we should support them. And from that day on, the entire, I think, Bay Area, all the Kurds, not only Bay Area, everywhere in the United States, they supported Donald Trump at the time because finally they found somebody, they recognize them, and they appreciate them.
0: Mm. I know that many Kurdish people listening to listen to this radio show in San Francisco area. Is that correct?
5: That's correct. That's definitely correct because Savage Nation is famous everywhere, not only in California, but I think all over the United States.
0: Well, I'm very concerned that by abandoning the Kurds to the wolves, they're going to be slaughtered. But I'm reading now in the Jerusalem Post, that came out four minutes ago, that the Kurdish milit- militia in Syria, now that the U.S. has abandoned them, is likely to join with Assad and Putin. What do you think about that?
5: Well, it's a big possibility because what you do is you you leaving all those... Uh, unprotected Kurds right in the middle of the wolves, which is the Kurds, and they're going to come over there to slaughter themselves, uh, or slaughter them. So what they're going to do is they're going to protect themselves by going with the people that I don't actually personally. I wouldn't want the Kurds to go with Assad or with uh, Putin. Hmm. But they have been the true allies of the United States. Matter of fact, the way I think, the only ally that the United States have in the entire Middle East is the, is the Kurds and the Israelis. Other than that, none of them are our allies.
0: Well, you just raised a very interesting uh, um, concept here of the Israelis. What are or what have or what will the Israelis do to protect the Kurds, if anything? Can you say?
5: I actually think that uh, Netanyahu had a few, few of his speeches. He told Adran, he said, before you talk about me that doing anything wrong in Israel, you should look at yourself while you're uh, slaughtering your own people, the Kurds. In Turkey, and he's definitely he's definitely right on that subject, because because for Erdogan slaughtering the Kurds is not important, but when somebody else does it, a little bit of uh, um, personally is the territory of Israel. Israel is protecting their territory,
0: and that's no, I important. understand. But do you think that the Israelis, in any way directly or indirectly, will protect the Kurdish people from the Turks, or <laughs> or, or, or will they just worry about their own? Uh, realpolitik and abandon the, abandon the Kurds the same way America is.
5: Oh no no! Israel Israel always been supportive of Kurds because they are in the same situation. They are in the same boat. They always uh, protect the Kurds. They always have a good relations with the Barzani in the, in the northern Iraq. They have a great uh, relations with the Kurds. There the is a two hundred thousand Kurdish Jews lives in Israel.
0: Oh okay. One of so the, so so many Kurdish people fled to Israel uh, in the past. Without getting specific, Baran, do you have any relatives? You must have some relatives left over there in the Middle East, correct?
5: Of course I do. My entire family is still back there.
0: Oh, so have you heard from them since Trump made the shocking announcement yesterday?
5: Well, everybody's concerned. Everybody's concerned that it's going it's to create a big chaos in the entire region because the Kurds over there, they're definitely opposed to what the Turkey is doing, but they can't do anything about it. They were all depending on Mr. Trump that he was going to do the right decision. And I still think that it's not too late for him to change his uh, views about that. Uh, Mm. All the Kurds are concerned at this point. They're they're like, we've been used and we just left alone over there, so the Turks, they're going to come and slaughter us. That's the entire mentality in the Kurdish region right now.
0: Mm. Well, it's a terrible situation for a minority population such as your people are f- uh, facing against a very uh, dangerous, oppressive nation such as Turkey, which once was uh, not this way. But we know before they were not this way, they were worse than today. When they were the Ottoman Empire, they slaughtered Christians with impunity. The Ottoman Turks, the Ottoman Turks went into Greece. Uh, they locked Greek Christians in churches, men, women, and children, barred the doors and set the churches on fire, for example. The Ottoman Turks were some of the most fascistic uh, people on the planet. And uh, I have to ask you, are the Turks of today the same as the Turks of the Ottoman times, in your opinion?
5: In my opinion, the mentality is the same. They're the most racist people I have ever met in my entire life. They have racist comments carved into their mountains, just like Hollywood sign that we have, they have those kind of racist comments on it's car- on their mountains.
0: So, the, wait, the Turkish people have racist comments carved into their mountains?
5: Of course. They, they say one, one of them, it will say one Turk is equal to one world. The other one would say, if you're a Turk, you're the best. If you're not a Turk, you're the bastard. That's, that's, that's just a couple of them that it comes <laughs> to mind.
0: But wow, we haven't heard any of those uh, carvings on their Mount Rushmore's.
5: Oh, they have it. Trust me, they have it. I have seen right. it.
0: I have witnessed it. Baran, when were you last in, in the Kurdish region? When were you last there, if I can ask?
5: In 2013, I was in in, in the Kurdish region. I was in the southeast of Turkey. Uh, it was actually, that was the time when the Kurds and the, and the Turks, they were on the table. They were talking about the ceasefire between them and finally get together and, and make it happen. But Add on he started to lose power in Turkey. So, in order to regain the power, regain uh, get the election again, he had to build. He had to raise the the fascist.
0: Yes, right. He he joined up with the most um um fascistic elements in Turkey, uh, and and with ISIS, and that's why Turkey has moved so far in that direction. And now they have their sights set on uh, on your people. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's still possible for Trump? Look. Trump has been roundly attacked on this move, not only by the American evangelical community in the former Pat Robertson, which is, he's a very important man. The American Christians do not want Americans to abandon the Kurds.
5: I, I, they shouldn't because we are the only true allies. We were we were, the, we were the boots on the ground when we were fighting the ISIS. I mean, imagine the ISIS go around the world and including the United States and everywhere else. There were some Kurds, there were some American... Americans, I mean, uh, civil Americans. I'm not even talking about the military. They went and they joined the army of Kurds. They fought for them. They fought with the ISIS and they got killed uh, uh,
0: when that happened. American volunteers fought alongside the Kurds against ISIS. Uh, is what you're uh, what you're mentioning? Well, look, Baran, I don't want to keep you any longer. I I want the people to hear the voice of one human being who happens to be. Uh, Kurdish. They don't even know what a Kurd is, but they're all experts on your people. It's almost heartbreaking to listen to the stupidity and read about it on Twitter like you're all Marxist. They've turned you into non-humans already. It's heartbreaking to see the stupidity and the inhumanity that reigns on social media and on talk radio. But Baran, I was hoping that when you and I got together today on the radio, we could bring God's word in some way, meaning the humanity of the two of us, to the people where maybe they'll they'll look a little bit more into the reality of what they're talking about. But, Ron, most Americans are much stupider than you may think. They're not that smart. They're not that smart. They deal like in comic books. They're saying things like, the Kurds are not our friends. The Kurds are Marxists. Uh, the Kurds don't have our values. The Kurds are this. The, they never met anyone from Kurdistan, and yet they know all about you.
5: Look, uh, Mr. Mr. Savage, I'm going to I'm going to explain this way. The Kurds are not Marxists to begin with. I'm I'm going to I'm going to be very clear about this. The Kurds are just worried about their lives. They're trying to they're trying to save themselves. At the time, at the time they might started as a, a little bit with the Marxist ideas, but they got rid of those Marxist ideas after they found out that Russia was no good to them. They were no no ally to them, so they gave up on those Marxist ideas as well. The Kurds. Our only concern is to protect themselves, to protect their families, to protect their, whatever they
0: Survival. have. Survival. Survival. Right. That's my whole point, is that we cannot abandon our allies. And there must be something we can do other than walking away from them. Baron, thank you for being with us on The Savage Nation. I hope we've reached some hearts and minds in America uh, on this program, and I hope to see you in the near future. God bless you. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Now, before this hour comes to a close, I have only a minute left, given the intense nature of talk radio these days, with all the pressures on it to get ideas out as quickly as possible in the most succinct manner and in the most uh, meaningful manner. An awful lot falls on on the wayside. This is not a university where we have time for a lengthy discussion. I hope you have learned something about the human side of the Kurdish people. I've just posted an article on michaelsavage.com to give you a little better understanding of these people who were predominantly Christian until the 6th century when the Muslims conquered them and many of them were converted to Islam. But even though they were converted to Islam, they are known as the most tolerant people in the Middle East because of the oppression they suffered under the uh, fascist Muslims of the time. Tonight, for those of you who are of the Jewish faith, is the beginning of the holiest day of the year known as Yom Kippur when Jews, even the most non-religious Jews, make an appearance in their little temple and they pray. They don't really believe in it, many of the liberals. They don't believe in God. They've thrown God into the garbage can uh, of time and history. But once a year there's a piece of their DNA that uh, niggles at their brain and they go into the temple and they say maybe there's some truth to it and they beg God to write them into the book of life for the next year well as I say to all of you listening Jewish and Christian alike Shana tova. may you be written into the book of life for the year to come
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is. New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage.
2: I woke up this morning to hear that news, and as I do, it seems like six days a week, I just put my head in my hands. This is bat <laughs> crazy. These are the people who for the last four years have been fighting on our behalf with our equipment to defeat ISIS. And they have done it with enormous efficacy, and they've sacrificed immensely. And we basically just said to them, see ya. And let the Turks, who are like the hungry wolf trying to kill the lamb, go for it.
0: In 1967, the friends of Jane Fonda, Bernie Sanders, and Occasional Cortex, the Viet Cong, slaughtered the Montagnards who fought alongside our CIA-trained troops in Dak Son, in the highlands of Vietnam. History is repeating itself. Those who do not know their history, and I have to repeat There are an awful lot of us who don't know their history. They know nothing, not only about American history, they know less about world history. History literally is repeating itself. In many ways, I can make a parallel between the molten yards of the highlands of Vietnam and Cambodia and the uh, Kurds of today, when the friends of Jane Fonda, Bernie Sanders, and occasional cortex, that is the Viet Cong, went in and mercilessly slaughtered the Montagnards in Son after we withdrew. Fortunately, a few thousand Montagnards were settled in America, in Greensboro, North Carolina, after the Vietnam War. Most of them remained behind. Many were killed. The rest were put into re-education camps of the type that Nancy Pelosi has in mind for those of you who support Donald Trump. And so in the last hour, I've talked about this, and I don't want to repeat myself, but uh, if you want to learn about the uh, U.S. withdrawal from Vietnam and try to make parallels here, there are some parallels to be made. And I hope that you understand what I'm trying to get to you. This situation of abruptly announcing the withdrawal of troops, and I mean abruptly, in the middle of nowhere, was in some ways uh, a little bit of the wag the dog. It was driven by the Democrats' persecution of Donald Trump, they forced this decision, and it's not really worked for anyone as a a result. It's a bigger mess than it was before. Our foreign policy is in shambles. Our domestic policy doesn't exist. The budget is out of control. I've never seen anything like this. And I want to hear what you have to say about this. California, Robert, line four. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation.
3: Yes, Michael. This is Robert Um, I have a son-in-law that uh, fought with the Kurds over in Iraq and Af- Afghanistan. And his friend got out of the Marines and went back and fought with the Kurds as a civilian. Hmm. And and they say that they are honorable people.
0: And They are honorable people. They're him. amongst the most honorable people in the Middle East, if not the world. And the reason I'm making such an issue of it is because we should not abandon them. I mean, certainly things we could do other than just walking out and leaving them to the wolves, isn't there?
3: Well, absolutely. You know, there's there's, uh, ex-Marines and uh, ex-military personnel that would love to go back over there and fight with the Kurds if they could.
0: Well, something has to be done other than walking and turning our back on them. I thank you for calling the program today and lending credence to the revival that I'm trying to conduct here. Uh, about this situation, Something's very, very wrong here, Richmond, Virginia. I believe Nick Line two, go ahead, please.
6: Thank you for taking my call, Doctor Savage. Uh, real politic. I mean, there's no really good decision here either. You stay and you protect the Kurds, and you have to fight the Turkish army. You know, I mean, how?
0: But you see, you're, you're making
6: a zero sum. I,
0: I, sir, you're making a zero sum game out of it. You know, it's either or. That's not wise foreign policy and either-or mentality, there's something a little more diplomatic along the way, such as a slow withdrawal, a staged withdrawal, a, a withdrawal that is announced in advance of so the whole world is watching. You don't just pull out and say, uh, uh-oh, I made a decision this morning over over cornflakes.
6: Well, they, the United States didn't do anything when the Turks uh, overran uh, the Kurdish uh, Afrin. And uh, they went right back into the arms of Assad. That's what they're going to do now.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. I reported that there's an article came out just now in the Jerusalem Post that the Kurds will line up with Assad and with Russia now because we've we've told them we're not a loyal ally, so they're going to go with our enemies.
6: Well, I mean, you've got uh, Erdogan. He's a Muslim Brotherhood. So I mean, there's. I mean, I don't know.
0: Correct. What would you, what would the listeners to this show do if they were poor villagers in Kurdistan somewhere? Uh, in northern Syria, and your big brother, who was helping you with weapons and advice uh, and fortifications and, and things, suddenly they're leaving. Who would you line up with? Would you let yourself be slaughtered? You'd go with the next uh, big, big player in the area, wouldn't you, to protect yourself from the, from the Muslim hordes?
6: Yeah. But, I mean, this is kind of the M.O. I mean, this is not something new. The United States has a reputation of doing this. For, you know, it's not... It's <laughs> I'm not glad MO. you
0: added a little laugh at the end. Yes, we do have a, a little reputation for abandoning our allies. This is nothing new. Yeah.
6: Well, thank you for taking
0: my call. Well, that's why I brought up the Yards. Is there anyone listening to the show who fought in Vietnam alongside the Mountain Yards, Or is that too long ago? Does anyone even know who they are? Anyone listening to the show? I don't care what your politics are. I don't care what your... Uh, Anything is I don't really care what you are. Anyone want to talk about that? I'm mean, the only one who remembers the molten yards, probably. maybe the last man on earth who remembers what happened to them uh, when we left them to the wolves called the Viet Cong, the friends of Jane Fonda and Bernie Sanders. Kansas City, Dina, line five, no line six. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind, Dina?
6: Hello, Michael, and thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say that I think that uh, Trump has been just riddled with people that have been trying to mislead him into doing things uh, to decrease his popularity and to strengthen uh, the liberal hand.
0: And this well, is- let, let's take your theory on face value. Who in his inner circle would have advised him to wake up on Monday morning and say, let's withdraw all our troops, 50, 80, whatever they tell us the number is, it's false. Whatever the number is, they're critical to the survival in terms of logistics and such, who would have told them to do a thing like this?
6: I'm not certain exactly who would be in charge of it.
0: Who inside the inner circle would have, the the Department of Defense is against this? The State Department is against this? Who would have said, let's get out of there and let's do it abruptly. Let's not give any advance notice. Let's just pull out. Who Who would come up with such an idea?
6: I don't think that Trump is against Israel in any way or any of its allies, and I don't think that this would come from him personally, and that's why I would say that. And I'd also say that you're so intelligent and way out ahead that people don't understand where you're coming from, Michael. Oh, lot- no.
0: You, if you saw the hatred I am getting on sure. my Twitter feed, you, you're actually, your heart would break to see how dumb the people can be and how evil, how mean people actually are. Yeah. They're not. In fact, the meanness on Twitter is toxic. And I'm seriously considering ending my Twitter account. I don't ever want to look at the dummies and the haters on that site. And what's even more disgusting is that most of them don't identify as liberals, incidentally. They identify as great American patriots. If you be- disagree with the president on any issue, they called you every name under the sun. That, to me, is a very dangerous situation to find yourself in. So far out. And as I said to a caller in the last hour, I said, I'm loyal more loyal to an identity with God or with humanity I said than I am with any man I'm I'm loyal to humanity more so than I am to a man men make mistakes when you put the the concept of humanity above a man you'll understand where I'm coming from and I thank you for listening I don't know maybe someone out there does understand me I don't know but you know you got to walk the line and I've made Myself, very clear on other issues that have been unpopular, and I've got to continue to be who I am. If you think that I'm disloyal to the president, it's more a mark of your, uh, shall I say, I won't say stupidity, unthinkingness. Because some of Trump's most loyal supporters do not support this move. Do you understand that? Not everything that Donald Trump does is correct. This is a mistake. That's my opinion. And I'm speaking from the position of a man who supports him. 100% supports his re-election, supported him from the beginning, and will support him to the end. This position needs to be reversed, this situation. And that is what I'm trying to achieve. It's that simple. It's very sad when you think about the actual people. You look in the eyes of a Kurdish child. Have you seen a Kurdish child? You know what they look like? Most of you don't know anything. The ones who are saying they're all Marxists, let them die. That's the thing that kills me the most, is you read the idiots on Twitter. They already know everything about Kurds and Kurdistan. Everything, they're experts. They read one story somewhere on a website for two seconds, and then they're experts now on the whole area. Something is wrong here. Something is so wrong here, and it's got to be righted real fast. Something has to be done real fast. Jerusalem Post is reporting kurdish militia in syria likely to join with assad and putin you talk about unintended consequences we could wake up three months from now where our troops are killing kurds and fighting against the very men they fought alongside do you know that because as sure as i'm sitting here assad will put the kurds in front of his own troops to die in fighting americans and so would the russians the russians will put the kurds ahead of their own russian troops in a fight with the Americans. Do you understand how these things are working? It's amazing to watch world history unfold in front of your eyes. You know, you grow up, as I did, you go to regular high school and college and you read books and you read stuff and then English did this and the French did that and the French were our allies against the uh, English in the Revolutionary War. It means nothing to us and it makes no sense. But look back on the history of our own revolution. When the French were our allies against the English... Did you know that? Think about that. The French were our best friends. So I understand how, uh, how things work. Aha, uh-huh. here's a man who served with the Montagnards. I was praying for a call like this. I was hoping that somewhere in the vast army of savage listeners, somebody would know what the hell I'm talking about. Because you haven't seen the word Montagnard on the Internet in 30 years. You haven't heard one person in talk radio or in the media mention the Montagnards in 30 years. But I do, because I'm a scholar and I know history. And there's a direct parallel to be made between what happened to the Montagnards when we abruptly abandoned them and what is going to happen to the Kurds when we abandoned them. Doesn't anyone listening to the show advise President Trump? Is there not a person around Donald Trump who knows history? Is that a person around Donald Trump who reads history, studies history, learns from history? William, Sacramento, line three. Go ahead, please.
3: Yeah, I was in the the fifth special forces and the first special forces in Vietnam. And I remember when we pulled out of Vietnam, I wasn't in the country when we pulled out. But the guys who were in the first who were on duty over there said all we did was give them 10 pounds of rice and throw them out the gate. The mountain yards were my. I was a platoon leader in a special unit, and they were very loyal to me. I remember Hmm. how they would take care of me, uh, and they were always honorable people, as you said. Hmm. Uh, They all they cared about was having their own uh, life, you know, take care of their family, have better beer. What my platoon sergeant that I had. Uh, his family had been killed by the Viet Cong. Uh, uh, they were good, great fighters. They cared a lot for. Well, William,
0: thanks for giving testament to to the another a group that Americans abandoned and threw to the wolves because this is what's happening now. William, you're ex special forces meaning you're still special forces? Well, no, I'm retired. Retired. When I say retired, okay, but you still you were special ops, right? Yes? No? I can't hear you. Is William still there or not? Okay, I was going to invite him to something. That's okay. Listen, this is a very, very touchy thing. Very touchy thing. But you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until you see what happens next because of this blunder.
1: The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw.
0: It is the Savage Nation. By the way, um, how shall I put this? How can I put this in the, in the most <laughs> reasonable manner? If you go to michaelsavage.com, there's, uh, uh, my book ad is down. The uh, book A Savage Life is down. And what I'm selling you now is an evening with Michael Savage and some friends. Life as a conservative in San Francisco. You can't attend that it. it's sold out because it's a small group to begin with in a private location. But I've had such a demand to be there that we have decided it's been really a hectic situation for us. We've lined up with a company that's going to broadcast this right after the event. And you sign up online online. And I believe as of the 10th, which is two days from now, you are gonna, you can get in early and make sure that you get a download of it. And you're going to see me doing a performance of about an hour in length in front of about 80 live people. Sorry I can't accommodate the thousands who would like to be there. But this may be something new for you and something new for me. So stay tuned to the radio show and to michaelsavage.com for more information about that evening with me and some friends. Life as a conservative in San Francisco. I'm sure you'll be very, very enlightened
1: and entertained. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand.
0: Here's a report that just came out of Israel three minutes ago that's going to really make you think carefully. Many of you don't know what to think about Trump's abrupt uh, helter-skelter move of pulling troops out without any advance notice. Jerusalem Post has this headline, After Trump Abandons Kurds, Israel Knows It Can't Rely on Anyone. How do you like that headline? What I like is the reality of the headline. Whether you agree with it or not is almost irrelevant, because that's the way the Israelis see it. After Trump abandons Kurds, that's a pretty clear sentence. It says Trump, it says abandon, and it says Kurds. I don't think you have to be a genius to figure out what it means. Israel Knows It Can't Rely on Anyone. Trump's decision must also be seen within the context of the Iranian-backed attacks last month on the Saudi oil facilities and a deafening lack of an American response. Again, we were nowhere to be seen. Again, nowhere to be seen. Trump's decision, a reversal of last year's reversal of an announcement to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria, cannot be seen as an isolated decision. He must also be seen within the context of the Iranian-backed attacks last month on the Saudi oil facilities and the deafening lack of an American response. So if you are a strategic thinker in other countries, whether it be Israel or elsewhere, what you are learning is that U.S. actions in the region are a little helter-skelterish, and you don't know what they're liable to do, and you don't know who to depend upon, and you better depend upon yourself, which maybe is a good thing. Let me go on. Calling Trump's step a moral outrage... That's pretty clear, isn't it, Robert? A moral outrage. The Israelis said that one possible consequence of the move might be to chase the Kurds in their battle with the Turks over to the side of the Assad regime and its Iranian backers. I reported on that an hour ago. Let me finish the article, if you don't mind. I know this is too long for the Twitter community, because it's already two paragraphs long. But this, is a, this is a thing called a paragraph, which could, could actually, a paragraph could have as many letters in it as you will imagine. It requires a little thinking. We used to learn about paragraphs in high school. Now, there's no such thing as a paragraph anymore. It's grunting. It's like rap music. Twitter is like a rap music for the intellectually challenged. Well, here's the paragraph with which they conclude the article. This would have serious consequences for Israel, he said, because it would remove the last barrier in northern Syria, preventing a land bridge, a contiguous supply route, running from Iran through Iraq and Syria into Lebanon and ports of the, middle of the Mediterranean Sea. So you see this abrupt, helter skelter move is now setting off dominoes across the Middle East. And those of you saying he's playing four-dimensional chess really don't know what you're talking about. Let me repeat again. I am the one who created the concept of three-dimensional chess. Not you. That's number one. And he's not playing three-dimensional chess. He made a mistake. He made a mistake, or he backed up on it yesterday. Then he said he doesn't really mean it. Then he said if Trump, if Turkey does something inhumane, they'll face his wrath. Then he said he's not going to abandon them. Then he is going to abandon them, but he won't abandon them. If they do anything wrong, they'll really hurt Erdogan. But Erdogan's a nice guy. Erdogan's welcome in the U.S. He'll have some halibar waiting for him. No, it's not three-dimensional chess. It's called a helter-skelter. Terrible. And again, my main comparison today, if you missed it, was the abandonment of the Kurds is the equivalent of the U.S. abandoning the uh, mountain yards and throwing them to the wolves of the Viet Cong, where many of them were, were killed. The others were put into re-education camps. Who were the Viet Cong? For those of you who don't know, they were the uh, predecessors of Bernie Sanders, Occasional Cortex, and uh, Jane Fonda. That's who the Viet Cong were. I have so many callers, and I want to take them. Many callers. Las Vegas, Tom, line one. Go ahead. What do you think, Tom?
4: Dr. Savage, thank you for taking my call. I'm a Vietnam veteran, not that that really has any bearing on what's happening, but I'm a Trump supporter. But if he pulls out and leaves the Kurds uncovered, then I'm going to have to really, really question my uh, loyalty to uh, Trump. Why? Well, because I've done enough reading uh, about the Kurds, and uh, one of them is the special forces that were assigned to fight with the Kurds when they go in against the Taliban or in the battle. And uh, the, one of the special forces looked down at the Kurds, and they're wearing tennis shoes. And he asked them, why are you all wearing tennis shoes? And the response was, because we can run faster. That's not a way. That's into the battle.
0: And not a way for battle, but into the battle.
4: Into the battle. They can run faster. And the special forces tried to train them on serpentine and all these different uh, employees on attacking a position. But what they did is just charge head on into the into the machine guns, and uh, that was it. And uh,
0: so they're ferocious warriors. They're a warrior people. They're fighting for their survival. It's not an option for them. It's either fight or die. Exactly. Now, and um,
4: there's a, there's another thing. There's the National Geographic's uh, a cover magazine or book out that I picked up at Barnes and Noble. And if you noticed it, if you remember it, there's a picture of a, it's a Kurdish girl, I believe, with piercing blue eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, that famous picture.
4: Yeah. And uh, I, I I, don't think people have really even seen what a Kurd looks like. And
0: No. Did, did you hear my interview with my Kurdish friend in the last hour, by the way? Did you get a chance to hear that one? I bet you didn't. I did. He yep. was, he was, he's a wonderful man, Baran. And, you know, whenever I have someone who originally speaks a foreign tongue on the show, it's, Easy to say they don't you know, oh, they don't sound. The man probably speaks five languages. He did a great job. I, I hope that he got some of the points across that I've been aching to make on the program today because when I look at the statements I am reading, they're all Marxists. We don't need them. They're not allied with us. I don't understand how stupid people can be. How do they get this way?
4: No, they're extreme allies, extremely loyal allies. Like uh, someone said, they have American flags on their uniforms. And they've uh, had Americans that have gone back over and fought with them. Yep. But they're they're yep. extremely ferocious. Well,
0: you see, you're a veteran who fought in combat, so you know what loyalty is. I mean, we have a rule in the military, you do anyway, of never leaving an abandoned, com- uh, never leaving a wounded comrade behind, right? Or even a dead body.
4: Well, that's true. I I, I wasn't. I was in a combat zone, but I wasn't. Uh, and I carried an M16, but I wasn't in hand to hand. But
0: the point is, is that American soldiers are very loyal to their buddies and loyal to the dead, even. And certainly we should be loyal to our best allies, shouldn't we? I would think so, yes. And I do you agree with me that Trump made an abrupt decision that was a mistake? That's my main point.
4: I, I don't know what was behind the scenes here. Uh, it came out awfully quickly, but uh, I can't support his decision at all. And Well,
0: I, let me put it to you this way. I've been trying to make my point for two days now, and my number one line so far that I think people can grasp is this. And the word abruptly Abruptly abandoning allies is not wise foreign policy. Abruptly is the operational word in that sentence, Tom. Abruptly. In other words, if you want to leave the area, that makes sense. And if you want to abandon the Kurds, maybe that makes sense. But you don't do it abruptly because they're going to get slaughtered or be driven into the enemy's camp. So what you do is you do it intelligently and slowly. Wouldn't that make more sense, Tom?
4: Absolutely. And the Turks aren't really... Because they're a NATO ally, that doesn't mean that they're really uh, fighting with the United States of America. Come
0: on, Turkey never should have been permitted to enter NATO. Everybody knows that was a disastrous error, and that was not Trump's error, by the way. Tom, thank you for the call. Turkey doesn't belong in NATO. That was controversial at the time. That was insanity. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Unto itself, NATO has no meaning, by the way. Uh, but we could spend a whole day arguing over that one. And while news of the U.S. pullout stunned Syrian Kurds, the announcement also completely blindsided top brass in the Pentagon, U.S. officials told Fox News. So, in other words, the leaders of our military didn't even know it was happening. How do you like that? Now, he's the commander-in-chief, and usually a commander-in-chief talks to his chief lieutenants and says, here's what we're going to do. And then they, they say, now, wait a minute, we're on the ground, here's the way to do it. We're not leaving tomorrow, we've got to leave in three months, three weeks. And when we leave, we're going to leave a, uh, a people behind. We don't want the 15,000 ISIS prisoners. Do you know that there are 15,000 ISIS murderers and rapists in prison being guarded by the Kurds? Did you know that in Kurdish prisons? Now, what do you think is going to happen when these 15,000 bloodthirsty, psychotic religious murderers are released from prison? Tell me what they're going to do. Come to New York and open a Slovakia stand? Terrible. Illinois, Mitchell Line 9, your opinion counts. You're on the Savage Nation.
3: Hi, Michael. First of all, I want to thank you for the call. And I don't think that the average Joe understands our political history and how it's repeating itself here. I think people need to really pay attention to what's going on, especially in the Middle East. My question for for you is: How do you think if things keep happening the way they are, how this is going to affect the average Joe?
0: What do you mean? You mean which thing? Basically,
3: this- like
5: economically, you know. In our well pockets.
0: let's back up. If things keep happening what things I am not quite sure what the reference uh, is
5: to. The, the way we the way we're making enemies in the Middle East like we did with the Mujahideen in the 80s like with the Viet Cong.
0: Oh, you mean when we armed the Mujahideen with Stinger missiles to shoot down Russian helicopters and then they use them against us? Yes, exactly. Well, very soon we'll see the Kurds using US weapons against US troops if this keeps up. Right. I mean, they—they they, they have to survive one way or the other. They're not going to die. They're not going to throw themselves into the into a toilet, into a into a, a pit. They'll go whichever way they have to go to survive it. It means fighting alongside Assad and Russia. They will do that, and if that means that we then send troops in against Assad and Russia, which would be the most insane thing we could ever do. What's going to happen is just what I just said. Thanks for the call. Pelosi has become Mussolini in a seventies pants suit. That's my funniest line of the day. Pelosi has become Mussolini in a 70s pantsuit. Has been stolen yet by anyone? Oh, no, I've been on the air for two hours, so they couldn't steal it yet. Pelosi has become Mussolini in a 70s pantsuit. Secret trials, secret witnesses, secret hearings. She's running a star chamber against Trump. Has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? It's interesting how a good liberal from San Francisco is running a star chamber, and not one word is heard from the so-called liberal communities in America who are so interested in fairness And the First Amendment. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very interesting to me. Let's have some music. I need a little breaker here. Then we'll have some more talk here on the Savage Nation. Again, I want to direct you after the show is over, and I will be off tomorrow for a religious observance. I have to go talk to God in a more direct manner. Most of the way, don't play the music. See, here's how I have a relationship with God. I ask him every day for something, like mainly for my family, not for me. Uh, I just ask him to take care of them and this and that, health, whatever. And then I throw one in for myself if he's got time. But, you know, it's it's here, it's held to skelter me and God. It's, it's here and there. I'm not a religious person in that sense. I'm rather cynical. But, okay, at the end of the day, I didn't create myself. I'm not here by accident. I have a purpose. I have a reason to live. I have everything every man could ever want for in a life, both in the material and uh, spiritual sense. I have a raison d'être, as the French call it, a reason to live, which is perhaps perhaps the most important thing a human being could have when they are an adult. A raison d'être, a reason to live. If I lived only to play golf, I would throw myself off a bridge. If I were the average retired white man who lives to play golf, I'd throw myself off the Golden Gate Bridge and end it. Now, that doesn't mean I have anything against golf, but I have to have a higher purpose. I always have had a higher purpose. So God gave me this radio thing, and I have had to fight every day to keep it going. Every day has been a struggle. I don't know how this works, but not one day for 25 years has this been a given. It's not been a given for 25 years. It's been a constant fight, but apparently gave me the ability to uh, to do that. So what I'm saying is, yeah, I make prayers. I've had bad days. I've had good days. I've had worse days than I've had good days. I remember one day I was Oh boy, there's so much I can go into now. Now I could use an hour to talk about the spiritual aspect of what I'm trying to tell you. There was one day I sat in the park uh, on the top of Knob Hill outside the Fairmont Hotel where there was a religious service going on that I was supposed to attend. And I had to talk to God for one hour straight because some things were so bad because of someone I once worked with who was the most evil person I've ever met on the planet, a man who was so malicious that he went out of his way to harm everybody he ever worked with by threatening them legally and one of his lawyers is now a very famous conservative talk show host oh yeah you don't know that but one day i will tell you that story one of that man's lawyers is now posing as a great conservative you didn't know that but i asked god to punish him and lo and behold the last i heard that very man who persecuted me and everyone around himself was living in a tool shed in the woods
1: i'll be back Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Well, how do you end the show like this?
0: Well, I have a couple of callers on the line who I can't get to in the minute that remains. One is a Green Beret in Vietnam who said the Kurds are the toughest people in the world, Gary in Alabama. Another soldier called and said this is going to destroy troop morale throughout the United States military amongst all fighting men. That's what they're saying. It's not what the news is saying. It's not what I'm saying. What effect do you think this is going to have upon our fighting military men on the front lines? If they know that we're going to abandon the very people that we are fighting along, that they are fighting alongside, they are fighting alongside, they can get orders the next day to leave and let them be killed. That's all I can say. I can't say anymore. This was a disastrous error. People make mistakes. Presidents make mistakes. And there are ways to rectify errors. And I hope that the president rectifies this error, because I am not alone in my opinion. An evening with Michael Savage and some friends. Life as a conservative in San Francisco, it is sold out. But you can reserve a place online by going to michaelsavage.com and get in early. It will be available uh, two days from now. I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening.